Bringing the world to you. The Corona Diaries. Activate countdown. Someone for things to just be normal again. Yes, on the score, the Corona Dark Book My diary, a Corona. Our stories behind masks. Damn! Molweni, Molweni, Mzanti, and welcome back to another episode of Corona Diaries. For those of you who have been following the series, you will know that our podcast deals with stories told by students from Rhodes University in Makanda, South Africa, about their experience of life in the time of COVID-19. We posted our first episode in June when South Africa was in the middle of lockdown. Wow, it feels like a whole lifetime ago. But since then, our storytellers have provided us with many glimpses into the way the pandemic is shaping their lives. We heard about a father stranded in a faraway country, about the courage of family members who work as nurses and teachers, and about what it means to be in love during lockdown, and many other stories. If you want to listen to any of these stories, search for Corona Diaries on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Now, it is November. And listen, we have made it. Guys, we have made it to lockdown level one. But the pandemic is still very much with us, whether we like it or not. On the news, we hear that the infection rates may be rising. And hospitals in the Eastern Cape, where Rhodes University is based, are filling up. And so we continue to make a record of the strange new reality. I am your host, Nanda Bladana Ndombien Yomkosa, coming to you from Rhodes University in Makanda. In this episode of Corona Diaries, we share stories about how the restrictions imposed on us by lockdown regulations have shaped who we are and how we relate to those around us. Remember, you can chip in whenever you want. So please follow us on social media and tell us what you think at Rhodes underscore JMS using the hashtag, hashtag Corona Diaries. Now, if there is one thing, one lesson that we have learned from the pandemic is that you can get used to just about anything. As humans, we all know we strive off social interaction. And yet, when we were given stay-at-home orders, we accepted that we had to live in isolation. And then as time went by, many of us became comfortable in our small little spaces. So when regulations began to ease up and allowed for more social contact, we found ourselves wondering whether we might have forgotten how to interact with the outside world. I know I did. But let me take you to Joburg, where Kieran Malloy is based. She spoke to friends and family to find out how they are readjusting socially. Quarantine has been a tough experience for everyone. But among the struggles of readjusting to this quieter, more isolated lifestyle, and then once again readjusting to the normal hustle and bustle of everyday life, People have come across many new experiences, met new people, pursued new hobbies, and had some fun with their family and friends. What follows is a collection of stories from people who live all over the country, 
their varying experiences, their struggles, their growth, and their adventures. So, you know how we've all been like stuck in our houses or like if you go back to varsity, you like you have interaction with people, but like your friends aren't here and all of that. I was walking back from McDonald's the one um, day while it was near evening and um, I saw these guys playing frisbee and I really wanted to play frisbee and also I really wanted to talk to new humans and not go back to my room. Yeah, for me, I've, I've still been very homebound, very, very homebound, but I think I might have just tapped into, in a good way, my introverted self who is able to make something out of what's around me. Not that I've never been able to do that, but like now I'm sort of forced to and um, I'm, I'm obviously really just enjoying being outside again. So. I walked all the way, I started overthinking, I was like, no, 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 like, you, you can't love them, like, you don't even know them, they don't think you're weird, and then I walked all, like, almost all the way back to my race, and then I was like, you know what, <laughs> Corona, <laughs> like, I started thinking about, like, certain people in my life who would have just gone, and I was like, what would they do, you know, like, go, Kanye, just, you can't miss out on, like, talking and spending time with new humans and playing some frisbee and having fun. For me, I have been, I haven't really had much of a reason to go out, um, I mean, in terms of, you go to the shops and I've been for a couple of drives um, just to, you know, get out of the house and it feels so good just to like park in a place and then come back and, you know, haven't really seen a lot of people though um, because, yeah, just, I don't know, everyone's like working and trying to set up a time. I walked all the way back to them. Stood there for like 50 minutes just staring at them like a freak and then I finally got the courage and went up to them and I was like, hey, can I like play frisbee with you? And they were like, yeah, sure. I've made a lot of friends with people in Greece, so I've had the opportunity to kind of reconnect with like my culture and everything and my... I felt so good about myself afterwards because I, I firstly had human interaction that wasn't with people I had studied um, and... I, it forced me to put myself out of my comfort zone with like building human connection. And I've just like made friends with so many people from different countries um, and learned about cultures that I literally would never have like really like see myself being friends with people from those countries, you know, because they're so like far away and unrelated to my own countries. I'm, I'm taking my walks. I am uh, seeing a lot more people in my area. Um, being out and about and going for my runs, which feels really nice. So at the beginning of lockdown, it was really hot here in Durban, like unforgivingly hot. So naturally we decided to have a pool day, we being my family. I'm starting a YouTube channel. So we're busy knocking balls back and forth in and out the pool until eventually the ball was a little bit too greasy from being in the pool for a while. So when you decided to chip it, it went a little bit too far, a little bit too much sauce on it and it went right over into the neighbor's yard um but yeah for the youtube channel like oh my gosh i filmed one of the videos which is how to do an oil change um uh, just a simple basic oil change on the car and oh my gosh i think i took like 90 videos which is obviously 90 like snippets of different things and then um i'm still not finished with it <laughs> i mean the plan was set like i'd, I'd already thought of it we just jump ho we jump over fetch the ball there, right next to the garden shed, neighbor's garden shed, that is, there's like these brick, the, yeah, these cinder blocks, right? 
So we just figured we'd stack them, hop right over, and we'd have our ball back. A victimless crime. And, oh my gosh, I'm just... There's so much, so much that goes into it that I didn't even consider when um, even just watching YouTube videos. I'm like, okay, this person did that and did that attention to detail. Great. But in terms of actually doing it yourself, I'm like, whoa, this is insane. But I'm having so much fun with it. Um, I'm having so much fun, like recording it and editing. So... So really, that, that was that was just a fun experience. Uh, if there's any positive takeaway from that, it's um, patience, you know. Um, because later that day, my mom called the woman across the street, which is the neighbor, um, and asked to, for them to throw our ball back. And they did very kindly. Um, I'm looking forward to like just releasing everything soon. In the last story, Kieran Malloy described how the pandemic can create a distance between people. But this was actually not the case for Nomvelo Shinga. So now we journey to the east of Johannesburg, where she spoke to our audio diarist, Snazo Makwebu, and told her that lockdown has only just brought her closer to her family and friends. It is in the afternoon on a Sunday. I sense nervousness and tension between us. It is probably because we have never met, despite the fact that we went to the same school, same classes. But eventually, I think we both get comfortable with each other. A happiest moment in, during the pandemic was when I was keeping in contact with my friends and knowing that they are okay and they are safe and they are handling the quarantine as the same as, as, same way as I am. And knowing that my family was also safe. Although the pandemic has taken away many things that are of importance and have the power to make us happy, Nomvelo has found happiness in the small and simplest things. At first, obviously, there was a huge panic because I, I didn't know how the virus was actually going to spread out throughout the country and the world. But um, yeah, I, I, at, at the end, I was content. I, 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 I was able to find my routines, my happy places, um, enjoy my time with my family, and accept the terms of like not being around your friends and that there's not much you can do and except for stay safe if you don't want to catch the virus. So yeah, it, it, at first it was hard. It was hard to all take in, but it's not like I went through a lot of anxiety and all. everything was okay. My family helped me deal with the whole situation, you know, in a much more calm sense. So, yeah, everything was, um, I, I think I am content and I'm, I'm also excited to be going back to school. Some people have it harder than others, stranded far away from family and friends. For Nomvelo, she has had her fair share of happiness where she did not have to worry much about the pandemic because of the support she got from loved ones. Although that is the case, it is not enough for her to turn the blind eye to the pandemic. The pandemic is still bad. It is very bad. It changed a lot of things for us and it changed things in an instant. So it, a lot of adjusting had to happen. And yeah, for me, that was... That was complicated. Sometimes you feel grateful, or sometimes you're just sad. It, it depends on your mood. But I mean, pandemic has changed my perspective, but um, it 
that doesn't mean that I accepted that the pandemic is, 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 isn't bad. It's still bad. It's still taking people's lives. The president has allowed some movements, but it is clear that things have changed and are not going back to normal anytime soon. The restrictions and precautions are still put into place. It did feel very therapeutic to be outside and actually see people, but you're seeing them under like weird circumstances with their masks on and every shop that you enter, you have to sanitize. Our stories behind the masks. A podcast you can listen to at home. That is like way too straight to the point. Yeah, stay at home and listen to podcasts. Life in quarantine. The lockdown edition. Our stories behind the masks. Good morning. South Africa is struggling to adapt to some of the toughest restrictions in the world as it enters day two of its 21-day lockdown. Corona Diaries. Our, our stories behind. Another lesson that many of us have learned this year is that even in our safe little spaces that we have created, we continue to have life-changing experiences like starting a family and becoming a parent. This happened to Zimkita Mafika, who lives in Makanda. She spoke to Gamba Bua and explained what it has been like to welcome a new bundle of joy into her home. Let's hear what the new mommy had to say. There have been many reports about the impact of COVID-19 on people's lives. Much emphasis is put on the number of infections and the impact of the virus on the economy. Little focus has been put on the impact on maternal and childbirth. And in this interview, I look at Simkita Mafika's case as she was an expecting mother during the pandemic. Dinner 24 years. With actually COVID-19, the pregnancy is not a good thing. It's not a good it is a mother instinct to always worry about or protect their children, especially in times of COVID-19. Simkira was so worried and scared to potentially put her child's health in danger when in hospital. So, we are young at three days. The Shelly Pa, Big Finega, the Kusalem, and the Kusalem Dan. Ungo, Ungo, Mamma, Gango, Uno Sana, Ubekoko, a coronavirus, Banimi Buzaninins. Sinonesi, Sinabonu Kaha. Sinawenza, but Banana Banunis, about Trita is Kulanis, is in a coronavirus. Gaba, <laughs> 
with no visitors allowed in hospital because of the high number of positive COVID-19 cases. It had a negative impact on many mothers-to-be, as support is crucial to them at that stage. Simgido was also affected as she didn't have the support that she needed. The final story takes us all the way to Durban, where we speak to Dylan Aston. He explains how life in lockdown was narrowed down to the four walls he calls home, but somehow he found a way to expand his new horizons through music production. Before our nation was plunged into lockdown, I had a passion for music. More specifically, a passion for creating music. However, the deeper into lockdown I got, the more this passion was replaced by an all-encompassing demotivation. Now, as life has the faintest scent of normality, I realize it's something I've missed. So now, I want to go back down that road, and I'm taking you with me. I want the track I'll be making today to sound like hope. So I've laid down some chords that reflect this idea. Next come the vocals. They're in Spanish and translate to look into my eyes. Now, I just need to make the vocals fit into the key and pitch of the track. Now all I need are some drums, and I have myself an introduction. Now these drums are okay. But they lack soul, they lack energy, and they lack bounce. Something incredibly essential for the vibe that I'm going for. Now, I have the skeleton of my track. But, for a track to be special, it needs an element that makes it stand out from the rest. After adding a bass line and more textures, I still wasn't happy. So I decided that the vocals would make it pop. Here's what I went for. Just like that, I've completed my first beat in months. It's just like riding a bike. I never forgot a thing. Thank you for coming on this journey of rediscovery with me. If you're looking for more, have a look at my SoundCloud. It's just Dylan. But for now, enjoy.
Thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of Corona Diaries. Two weeks from now, in mid-November, we will be sharing the final episode of the season with you, which will be hosted by your host, Isipo Nguyana, who will be connecting with you from Makanda. Remember to please engage with us on social media, on Twitter at Rhodes underscore JMS, using the hashtag, hashtag Corona Diaries. You can also listen to this podcast on demand on most streaming platforms. Now, to end off, a very big thank you to our story contributors, Kieran Malloy, Snazo Magwebu, Gamva Boa, and Dylan Aston. Thank you very much, guys. And that's it from me, your host, Unanza Bladana, in Dombie, New York, Thank you very much, guys. Please stay safe, continue to social distance, wear your masks, and please sanitize. Thank you. Bringing the world to you. The Corona Diaries. Activate countdown. Sawa for things to just be normal again. Yes, Corona Dark Book My diary a corona. Our stories behind the mask. Damn!